This is the Paul Goff audio experience. Whether you call yourself a PT, a physical therapist, or a physiotherapist, and wherever you are listening to this right now, this is for you. It is me revealing everything I can to help make you a more successful business owner. Thanks for listening. It means the absolute world to me. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Paul Goff audio experience. It is Jake, your content editor and producer here. And I'm excited to bring you this episode of the podcast. So on this amazing Monday, as we are wrapping up our mastermind event here in New Orleans, I decided that it's an amazing day to have a mashup Monday. I am bringing you all of the top shorts we had through the month of February and one from the last day in January. What you'll be hearing today is why your patients drop off, how to wow patients with the first phone call, why Paul loves a free first session, how Paul would use Google ads and Facebook ads in any business, new or old, why Disney sweats the small stuff, which is a talk we had with Vance Morse at our last Orlando Mastermind, why you can't focus on being perfect in your clinic, and how you can bring in six to eight new patients a week. I love doing mashup Mondays for you guys. I hope you enjoy. So you'll be able to find all these videos. The links will be down in the show notes with the title of each one as well. You can go over to our YouTube channel and check them out if you want to watch them in a video version. If you like these shorts as well, please make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Paul Goff on YouTube. We give you daily content to help you and your clinic grow. That's all I have for you today. We're about to head out in New Orleans. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Enjoy. So what's the classic this time of year? What's everyone buying today? The gym membership. The gym membership. <laughs> Here we go. Right? So what's the reason I bought the gym membership on the 2nd of January? Because I was fat as butter, I felt like shit. I felt like I was gonna be left on the shelf for the rest of my life. I don't feel good about myself. I seen some bitch on Instagram who looked better than me and I wanna look better than her. Or I seen some guy who looked mint and I wanna look that good in this shirt as well, right? Th those are the primary drivers by and large of why somebody signs up for the gym. We'd love to think that it was about preventing cardiovascular disease, improving the uh, chances of not getting osteoporosis and all that type of shit, but we all know that that's not true. It's 100%, I wanted this look, or I wanted this thing, and I'm gonna buy this thing, right? So 30 days in, and I'm not going to the gym anymore, what have I forgot? The bitch on Instagram is not there anymore, or the, the guy, I don't see him, or I don't get it, or I've just stopped thinking about it. Something else has come into my life. Whatever it was that at that moment caused a crescendo of motivation for me to buy, if that's not there 30 days in, I ain't buying. I ain't gonna continue to buy. That's why Weight Watchers exist. That's why all of those things exist. Because the spike, the spike at that time causes the drive to go do it. Why? Life gets in the, then life gets in the way. And I'm, I'm being serious, right? I'm just trying to help you understand what we all do. Then life gets in the way. You, you think you've ticked that box. Great, I've solved that problem. I've signed up for the gym. I'm going to lose a load of weight. I'm going to look good. Whatever. It's not even lose weight. Sometimes just to look good or whatever. I'm going to you know, lift the muscles and all that shit, right? I've ticked that box. So mentally in my brain, it's ticked off. Now I actually don't need to follow through anything because I did the thing, which was bought the, you know, bought the gym membership. Life gets in the way, job shit, tele television comes on, another argument with the boyfriend, Netflix in introduces a new fucking sequel of something that you think, well, I'll watch that. And all of a sudden, 28 days in, the thing that I was buying is gone. It's not in my, dis it's not in my, 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 my vision anymore. 
So I ain't gonna go. I'm gonna ring up and go, this gym membership's not working. Damn fucking right it's not working because you're not fucking turning up. Like, that's a prerequisite of you actually getting the thing that you want is you need to show up. And that's the best bit. When this gym thing isn't working. <laughs> Which bit? Like, the bikes, they, they go around. The treadmill, you press the button, the thing fucking goes. These weights, you lift them, they, oh, they go up. <laughs> I, the gym is working. Can I correct you? That's right, I'd answer the fucking phone. If you try to cancel my gym, it does work. What needs to happen for it to get the effect that you want is you need to show your ass up. The reason you're not showing your ass up in the gym is because you don't have that thing in your vision that caused you to sign up in the first place. So where am I going with the sermon? How do you increase the likelihood of a completely plan of care? Stick the pictures of the bitch up on the, on the thing. Like, if I was in the gym, I'd just stick pictures of whoever it is that you want to look like on the fucking lockers. The minute you open the locker, I'd have pictures of them, I'd have pictures of everything that you think that you want to look like or be like. So it can never, ever, ever leave you. There you go. There you go. There you go. That's the truth. That's, that's the truth. You've lost sight of the thing that you wanted to be in that moment in time. When you sign up for something, when you buy something, when you have a goal to get into some clothing that's two sizes smaller than you currently are and you convince yourself in six weeks you'll fit into it before the wedding, that's the, there's a vision and you're motivated by the vision. If you can see it, you'll take action on it. So what's happening if they're not taking action on it? They've lost sight. Said differently, we've allowed them to lose sight of the vision, yes or no? Yeah. That's it. So if I'm not coming back for a complete plan of care, it's because I've lost sight of the reason that I came in the first place. Now in our game, it's difficult because the reason that they come in the first place is usually frustration and pain. And when that frustration and pain goes, that's where the game really begins, that we have to paint the picture vividly well about what life is gonna look like if they do and if they don't stay with us. Like, it is. Physio's not working, but it is. But what we've let you believe or lose sight of is the thing that you came for in the first place. But we can control that. So you'll increase your plans of care by, again, this is where all of the interconnectedness of the business, from the marketing, this is what you want to achieve. You want to, you, you responded to a newspaper ad, I taught this recently. You responded to a newspaper ad for some reason. What was in that reason? So when Amy runs a newspaper ad or a Facebook ad or you see something on our website, what was that? What did, why did you choose us? Well, I chose you because you spoke about this. Great, that's what you want. It could be that they wanted mobility, independence, they wanted to be active, they wanted less joint stiffness, they wanted to be able to move freely and feel older, feel younger while they're getting older, whatever, right? If that's the reason that they came to see us, that's the thing you've got to sell. And that's the thing that you've got to ascertain at a more granular level in the evaluation, in the discovery visit, all the way through every single session. And if I don't understand, or you don't keep communicating with me about what that is, there's a very good chance that it'll have the gym effect. The phenomenon of that I've signed up and I would like to cancel because it just isn't working for me. So we'd go from, so if you're trying to make the 24 hour callback go off with a bang, it would be something along the lines of, again, don't be frightened with the, hey, I just want to say congratulations for attending the session yesterday. How good would you feel if somebody said that to you? When was the last time? So let's just, let's take a look at it, right? When was the last time anybody said, congratulations, well done, Vicky, right? 
Like you, you certainly don't get it from a shop that you've just spent money with, who rings up and says, congratulations. What a great pair of shoes you ordered from us yesterday. I'm, I'm so proud of the decision you made to spend $200 with us yesterday, right? But if you rang up and said, words to that effect, hey, uh, Jess, it's Paul from Paul Goff Your Rooms. Um, just want to say congratulations for coming in yesterday. Sounds like you had a great session with Johnny, right? I promise you they'll go, oh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I did. You've just gone into a much better frame of mind and conversation than, hey, it's uh, Jess from Paul Goff Physio Rooms. Um, you had a session with Johnny yesterday, didn't you? Yes, I did. Uh, how did it go? Okay. Have you got any questions? No. All right, thanks. See you tomorrow. Now, first off, you're winning because you did take the time and you will find one or two who've got something to say, but you're not making me feel good. But if you rang me and said, hey, it's Jess from Paul Goff Physio Rooms, uh, Paul, um, first thing I want to say is congratulations for coming in yesterday. Sounds like you had a great session with Johnny. He was telling me all about you. Yeah, oh yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah, good. Oh, good. Um, did Johnny um, clearly explain to you um, what we do and what will be happening over the next few weeks? It's just that many times people leave, we took that much information at them. They don't always know exactly what we told them on the day and really, you know, what's happening to them. Do you have any questions that you'd like me to go through? No, 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 I don't, uh, everything's good. All right, cool. Um, what exactly did Johnny tell you that you'd done? Oh, he, he said I'd sprained sprain my ankle. Oh yeah, yeah, good, really common, you know, happens all the time, we see this a lot, like bang, you're reinforcing everything that they've said. And um, did he tell you how long it would take? Oh yeah, yeah, he said it would take three or four weeks. If anything, you start to ask them questions to pull out information. And, and the, the goal of that 24-hour callback it's a smoke screen, not for them to ask you questions. It's for you to fill in the questions and the blanks that weren't answered the day before. Because like they don't, yeah. they, they don't, right? If they, had, if they had a question, most of them would have asked it. They just don't know how to ask the question is the point. But if you break down that call, right? And you say, okay, um, hey, it's Paul. It's Jess from Paul Goff Physio Rooms. Um, Johnny, I just want to say congratulations for coming in yesterday to see Johnny. Sounds like you had a great session with him, right? How wonderful will that person feel at that point? Like, the, I, I promise you, right, in the northeast of England, nobody is doing that. They, they, they will not even know how to respond to that, which is why there'd be a second of shunned silence before they come back and go, oh, yeah, 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 it was great. Good, so pleased to hear it. Now they've just acknowledged that it was good. So pleased to hear it. Listen, uh, as courtesy to you, we always call back and just make sure that all of your questions got answered and everything was understood. Um, just let me know, um, you know, you might have some questions for me. If not, um, just tell me a little bit about what Johnny said would be uh, happening over the next couple of weeks and what your problem was. Well, he said I'd need a couple of sessions. Oh, all right, okay, cool, no worries. Yeah, I'll, I'll um, you know, I'll pass that on to him because he may not have explained it because I've got it on my calendar that you're gonna need six. What I might get him to do is give you a call back and just explain why you need six or why you currently think you only need a couple and yet he's told us you need six. Now you're not having that, that dialogue there, but that's what it opens it up to. Did he tell you what, what the problem was? Yeah, he said, I've got a, a herniated disc that's trapped in L4, L5. Really, is that what Johnny's speaking about right now, is he? So Johnny's speaking about L4s, L5s and a sciatic nerve that runs into your, you know, your dermatomes and your, and your myotomes. Wonderful, let me kick Johnny's ass about that. I'm very sorry.
Because what he should have said was quite simply, you've got a problem with your lower back, it's caused an issue in your leg, and we're going to fix it for you the next three or four weeks. See the difference? That, that's what you're looking for. That's, that's what you're looking for with a 24-hour callback. So you've got to start to think it from that point of view. What's the normal? So just in your life, right, just do this. What's, what's the first thing I thought of? That's usually shit, right? The second thing I thought of rhymes with the first, which is still shit. And it's usually the third one that you think of that's actually the thing that you need to say. Whatever pops into your head, the first time you think of it is usually dreadful. The second time, it rhymes, literally. It's just the same thing, but in a slightly different way. It's always the third one when you come up with the conversation. These will hear me on calls many times. People ask me questions, right? And I, and I give them an answer, and then I go, oh no, no, scrap that. First one was shit. Like, in fact, scrap the second one. This is what I wanted to tell you. Because it took me half an hour to get to the point of explaining what the thing was, what, what I was trying to explain. The first thing just came off the top of my head. Don't mean necessarily it's the good one. So you pick up the phone. Hey, just checking if you've got any questions. No, we haven't. Okay, cool. And like, she, how's, the, how's the callbacks going? Well, I'm on to call number 72, but nobody's got any questions yet. Really? You've ranked 72 people from all over the world and not one of them's got a question. Like, do you not think that that might be the way that we're speaking to people and giving them the opportunity to ask the question that's causing that I don't have a question? Yeah. So there you go, that, that could be you. Just want to say congratulations. Well done yesterday. Sounds like you made a great decision. It's after you've paid that, that money that's like, now that like, the game's real now, you're getting judged. When it's free, it's like, hey, everything's cool and it's nice. And that's why I love the free first session. Because they just come in with no expectations. Mm. People have a hang up over free, over a free first session. And there's nothing wrong with it if your price is built in on the, on the next session. Because it allows them to walk through the door and go, hey, this is all right. Imagine how many restaurants in this town you'd go to if they rang you up and said free first one. Mm. Imagine. And then they just put an extra pound on every single meal for the rest of their days to cover it. Yes or no? Every, every one of you would. Because you'd be driving down to that new Indian or whatever and go, hey, this, this is free, it's great. Like, yeah, we'll have another glass of wine. How, how is the food? Twice as good as when you're paying for it. Yeah. Yes? Yeah, they would. So, now I'm not saying give it away always free for everything, but there's an argument to say, if you can let people in and your price strategy is right on the back end, and then you have a follow-up process of somebody who calls you the next day and goes, what did you think of the restaurant? Good. Well, at the very least, could you leave us a review so we can dominate TripAdvisor and whatever else so that when anybody's in Hartlepool thinking of an Indian, we, you come to us. Good. First job. That's a, that's a marketing expense. All right? Secondly, when are you coming back? Can I have your email address so I can send you out offers and emails and you know blah, blah, blah to get you to come? Can you like us on social? Can you do whatever? Um, and just to let you know in three or four weeks' time, every Friday night, we have, we have, every fourth Friday of the month, we do whatever to get you to come back. Well, they, they do, and, and you know that, right? So again, so the reviews are not massive, but they can get a few people over the line. It's social proof, they get a few people over the line, and more often than not, what they do is they validate the decision that they've made. And that's the big thing to understand. Nick, you'll, you'll, this is a great uh, conversation. So we, we spoke about Nick's website this week, where is it, is, it, is it perfect for Google AdWords right now? No. Is it okay? Yes. Has he got an audience that already has been on there over the last few years? Yes. Has he got a reasonable size past patient list? Yes. So in his case, my answer was, we can get going with him for three months with Facebook remarketing while the website 
gets rebuilt, money starts coming in off Facebook remarketing when he's happy with that. We might say to him, hey, can you give us another $10 and we'll stick it on the, on the Google ads. Now you've got Google ads going to a good website, even more people in your past patient list, even more people in your remarketing list, more chats in Facebook. So, so that's why it depends. Brand new business, I went straight for Google ads. More mature business, I went, let's get going with remarketing. He'll get money back within a month on remarketing ads on Google through that strategy. That'll give him the confidence to put more money under, under Google ads and the two of them together is magic. Both, both, both. The most, the most money you're gonna make will be off Google ads. So running it from, and that's what we're doing. That's, our, that's the big thing we'll push next year. You'll see me market the hell out of it. It's fab. We've, we've done about 10 to 15 clients as a MVP, if you like, over the last few months. If you pushed me on it, I'd go, if I only had my money to do on one thing, it would be, if you can run a Facebook ad, a, AKA follow up with somebody who searched for physical therapy in San Diego, and show up within a minute that says, are you looking for a physical therapist in San Diego? Knowing full well that they are because they search for it on Google, magic. And don't, don't get them to buy, don't get them to call, start the chat in Facebook. Bex is doing it, Bex, Bex runs all our ads for a talk down. Happy with that. So Facebook is a remarketing tool, even with $5 a day. If you've got a reasonable past patient list, just commit $5 a day to Facebook and you'll keep, you'll keep being in, in front of all of these people and they'll come back to you. It's, even if you did it every day for 12 months, it's three and a half grand a year, you will, I promise you, get more than two patients to cover the cost from it, guaranteed. Simon. I went to uh, chiropractic this week. There's an office in, in the building that we're in. And I went as much for just pranked, if you like, just to see how bad it was. And um, they, didn't, they didn't disappoint. Right? <laughs> they, did, they didn't disappoint. I'm recollecting my 20 minutes. My appointment was at 2.30 and I got there at 2.05. My experience was my new patient intake forms. That's it. Nothing else. When I mean nothing, I mean nothing. Like, nothing. And it took me at least six goals to fill out the forms because I felt like I'd filled the same ones out six times in the end, I'd just give them fucking back and said, look, I've put that on there three times. And she's like, well, no, you need to fill it in again. I'm like, well, I've already filled it in. She's like, yeah, but you need to fill it on this one. I'm like, well, you've got my business address. Why am I need to fill out another one? And at this, I'm, I'm fighting with you. You must go through this every single time a new patient comes through this business. That's the protocol. That, that's what this lady does. She never once asked my name. I'm the easiest human being on earth to start a conversation with. You're obviously not from around here, boy. <laughs> yeah, I ain't from around here. Where are you from? Well, that's interesting. I had better service in my Uber today. In my Uber today, a guy from Guatemala picked me up and he said, where are you from? I said, from England. He said, oh, teach me about, teach me about some history. So I said, okay. We've got 15 minutes, what do you want to know? He said, oh, why have we not had a, a king? So I started explaining to him about the, the line and you know, how it all works and you know, who's going to be king next and Prince William and yada yada. And he was interested why it's not a girl and the rules have all changed. And then after 10 minutes, I said, teach me something about your country. And he started talking to me about 
how it's a communist country and this guy's in bed with Russia and all this. I'm like, great. I've learned something about, no, I, I'm interested, right? I'm interested in this guy. Here's what I know. Sadly, I can't hire that guy again. But I wish I could. If I could go and find that guy, he would be picking me up every single time I need a ride in Orlando. He'd be picking my kids up, he'd be picking Natalie up, he'd be picking my mother up from the airport. He'd give the shit. He cared. He was interested. He'd done, this is even better. He'd been working since, let me get this right, around about 10 p.m. last night. So I was about 10 and a half hours in to a legal 12-hour shift. He was obviously towards the end, tired, didn't need to. I was his you know, 7.30 ride, and the guy still gave the shit. But he'd get my business time and time and time and time again. And this lady in that chiropractic office is sitting there on her ass day after day after day after day. And I blame the business owner always for not recognizing that that position is losing him thousands beyond belief. Nothing to do with insurance, nothing to do with cash, nothing to do with all of the other excuses. Just doesn't give a shit enough to go in and change the way somebody feels about the service so that they want to keep giving them their money. This is Disney. Yeah. And you brought the two key points there, and I'll, you don't mind me summarizing, huge. One is don't be boring. I mean, we all get in a cab or in an Uber, and you know, they don't say anything to you. And so, well, I'm not going to start a conversation. Um, and the other is that um, you know you've got to look for what is preventing your team from providing great service. It's those service roadblocks, those speed bumps, whatever the hell you want to call them, that you've got to ask your team, okay, what can we get rid of? What do we need to change in order for it to be a great client experience, patient experience? Getting rid of the three forms that you got to put your, your address on nine times. Okay, yeah, that's, a, that's a downer. And people who are depressed and people who are agitated will not spend money with you. I mean, nobody comes to Disney for their incredible parking experience, right? Do you go to Disney so you can you know, go through their parking experience? No. But they've got to do it well and they've got to do it quickly and efficiently. Otherwise, you are going to be cranky. And cranky people don't spend money. You're going to go into the parking lot, the hell, I'm not buying a $9 cookie. But if you had a good parking experience, yeah, I'll buy three $9 cookies. You know, one for me, one for my son, and one for me for later on. It's going to, you know, it's, it's going to happen. You know, Disney wants you to park quickly. You want to park quickly because you want to get in and start playing. Disney wants you to park quickly so that they get, you get in and start spending money. But if you have a bad experience, it's just those little things are going to leave little sour tastes in your mouth. It's the little stuff that'll kill you. one I had recently. If something is worth doing, it is worth doing poorly. Very interesting when I heard that. Because life will have you believe that if something is worth doing, it's worth doing right. The problem with doing it right for everybody is they never actually finish the damn thing. And therefore, what's the point of starting? It's genius. When you really understand the implications of that, if something is worth doing, it is worth doing poorly. And what that means is, get the fucking thing out of the door. Let somebody tell you where the holes are in it and fix it. If I waited for everything to be perfect in this business or even in the physio business, we wouldn't have even got off the ground. 
even now, like Sophie sat there getting an email yesterday, we're in the park having bloody fish tacos, getting an email of somebody going the PDF of my free Facebook thing that you promised me didn't download. All right, there's another thing we didn't fucking, we didn't do, but thanks for telling me, now we'll go fix it. It doesn't mean that we're reckless. It means let's just get out the door and then we'll fix it in play. We'll evolve, but we have to get out the door to evolve it. So again, the message for you all, if something's worth doing, if hiring's worth doing, we wanna do the best that we can, but not to the point of perfection, because it does not exist. I had this issue with Amy, I wish she was here, um, and she, she would giggle at the conversation right now. She said, I'm a perfectionist, so we're not gonna get on. We are not gonna get on. Like, we need to drop that act right now. Because if you're sat there waiting for everything to be perfect, it's not happening. That fucking blog's gone out with two spelling mistakes. That email's gone out with one. An and instead of a fucking comma. I couldn't give a shit. Get it out the door. Oh, no, 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 but we can't do that. We can. Get it out. We'll worry about it later. If at all. But what is perfection? It's an ego. It's a protection. It's, a it's actually a protection, if you want to know what it is. It's protecting you from criticism. That's what anybody who labels them, oh, I'm a perfectionist, I like to do things right. Why? Who taught you that? Somebody who probably doesn't do things right and isn't a perfectionist. Because they don't do anything. So again, false beliefs. If something's worth doing, it's worth doing poorly. Get it out the door. Do not tie yourself to the outcome. If they're telling you that, how many people do you think they're telling today? Yeah. Everyone. Every conversation this week will be, I went to this class and I only, and it'll go something like this. I only went cause you know, there was nothing else to do. And you know, it just seemed like a good idea. But anyway, when I got there, yeah, I realized how bad I was. Yeah. I never knew. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly how, like we that's exactly yeah. how the conversation will go today, right? So, <laughs> so this goes back to again, understanding basic principles of business and marketing, right? If we'd, have put out, if we'd have put out a big ad in the newspaper and said, hey, um, you know, are you worried about your balance? The same four ladies would have gone, nope. Yeah. Nope. So then we think, well, we had this great idea, but it tanked. Because the execution of it or the way we set it up was wrong. But because we basically went, hey, uh, community, we're putting on this thing. Do you want to come? It's free. It's nothing. There's no commitment. There's no charge. It's just for you. And come along. And if you think you might benefit from it, just make a small commitment in time. And then when you get here, they're like, wow, didn't know I needed this. So how did we, how did that same person on Monday morning not think that they have a balance problem, on Wednesday morning know they've got a balance problem? <laughs> by these types of, by these types of gestures and events. So that's the premise really as we, as we do roll out, or as we roll on is how many of these classes can we put on to act as a gateway to bring six to eight people here every week who have a problem that they don't really know that they've got but are kind of semi-interested in it in some way, shape or form, and then would potentially further down the line take part in a series or a class that then, then what will happen is then four people become advocates and they will start to tell other friends and families that, hey, I'm doing a 12-week class. You should come, Mary. You need to come. That's what will go on. And then all of a sudden we'll have people in a 12-week program, which is probably gonna go on, and then all of a sudden we'll have three people coming in for treatment or friends and or family of them people coming in for treatment. And the whole thing, we'll never be able to really, you know, tie it back to it, but all of a sudden good stuff's happening 
and people are talking about the business and what we're doing which again is just in this day and age now that's like that's the gold is just how many people can you get talking about you um, how, how many people can you make feel part of your community and how many people can you uh, can you connect with and the irony of, of the whole thing is you, you have to let that sink in the irony of the whole thing is that every single one of those people will have not really knew why they were coming and if we done an ad and said do you want to pay 20 quid for a balance and falls class would not have come and yet today they now know and realise that they've got a problem Thank you for listening to Paul Goff's audio experience. If you're brand new to Paul's world, head on over to paulsmarketingbook.com where you can get started with his number one best-selling marketing book for physical therapists. Or if you've been listening to the show for a while, you like what you hear and you think that you could benefit from this type of help to accelerate the growth and profitability of your practice, reach out to Paul's team at paul at paulgoff.com and tell us exactly what you're looking for. And by the way, if you know someone who would benefit from today's show, please share it with them. And if you've got any questions that you want answered, tweet Paul at the Paul Goff using the hashtag AskPG. You can also find all of these details over in today's show notes. All right, until next time, have a wonderful day.